We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in Singapore, Greece, and Japan, and in the states of Texas, Illinois, and Alaska. Welcome and thank you for all your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Have only healthy relationships. All relationships should be based in trust, respect, and safety. Weed out all relationships that do not bring you joy or the potential for joy. This may even include family. Some relationships can be changed Others cannot know the difference and act accordingly. 
A healthy relationship with others starts with a healthy relationship with yourself. Expressing your creativity is a great way to get to know yourself better. And that's why my next play shop, Creativity as Self-Expression, is so important. Creative expression comes from the right side of the brain, not, not from the conscious mind. It gives you a break from the part of your mind that is critical and fearful. As Linda Hunt, a previous Play Shop participant, wrote, I enjoyed your seminar. By the end, I had a wonderful, relaxed state of mind, rarely achieved until maybe the third day of a vacation far from home. When I consult with companies on creativity and innovation, I even recommend that they stock their break room with crayons, Play-Doh, and other simple materials to encourage creativity. It gives the mind a rest and allows employees to return to their work with increased intuition, new energy, and a fresh perspective that enhances efficiency and productivity. Experiencing creativity as play also reduces fear, which helps us be fully present in the moment to say and act in authentic ways. All children are naturally creative. Even Picasso said, every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist as he grows up. This is because as we grow up, we develop inhibitions, fears, and doubts that block us, seal us off from our innate creative self-expression. Creativity takes many forms like writing, art, music, dance, cooking, juggling, and so on. With my help, you will get what you need, and many people will have major breakthroughs that had eluded them until now. We all have our own creative self-expression. Come and unleash yours. In our time together, you will dissolve the hidden blocks to your creativity, discover your unique creative self-expression, move effortlessly from inhibition to freedom, master new techniques to take home with you, leave with new insights, purpose, and energy. As Chuck Lustig, a writer, said, Dr. Paula helped me work through blockages that had stymied my creative output for the last 30 years. She is a remarkable force for good. We'll be at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Texas, this Sunday, July 17th. And if you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one of mine in your area. And looking ahead, I'll be teaching Introduction to Tarot, Oracle, and Insight Cards on August 21st, The Am Awakening, Embodying the Divine Feminine on September 18th, and creating financial abundance on October 16th. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing, with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. 
we can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Linda Bloom, who will talk with us about creating your unique relationship. Last week's show was a bit different. Two hours before airtime, I learned that I had no guest. Some of you may be sensing a silver lining story, and you're right. It's next. Right now, I want to remind you that over several shows, I've been talking about healing from abuse, coming into acceptance, and choosing unconditional love. Learning to trust has been a large part of my healing process, and Argentine Tango was my main vehicle for doing this. So it seemed like a perfect opportunity to share this journey with you by reading my chapter on trust from my manuscript, Tango, The Dance of Life. I would love to hear your feedback. To listen to this show, I encourage you to go to my website, paulajoyce.com, and click on radio show at the top of the navigation. You can hear this show or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. So here's my silver lining story. Because my scheduled guest lives in Europe, I woke up to the email that he had the flu and needed to cancel. Don't worry, Graham Phillips is fine now and we've rescheduled for September 1st. Meantime, I had to figure out what to do with my show. One silver lining was that I kept my thoughts positive. I started to criticize myself for not having a pre-record ready. But I let that go immediately because I knew that my schedule had not allowed me to get it done. So I spent my time and energy figuring out my options. I quieted myself, asked for guidance, and immediately came up with several options. Since I couldn't decide on one, I called my assistant to talk it through. Two heads are really better than one. Caroline liked the idea of reading the chapter. I decided I'd go ahead and see if I could find one that would fit the time and the topic. If not, I knew I could play an old show as a last resort. My preference was to give you a new experience. I immediately saw two possible chapters. The first chapter I looked at didn't seem right, but the second one turned out to be perfect. Counted the pages and knew that it would work time-wise. I reread the chapter, did some really quick editing, and felt that it would be a good experience for you, my listeners. The big silver lining for me was that I had put the book manuscript aside when my only sibling was dying of ovarian cancer. I lost my creative drive as I mourned. Then other activities filled my time, and I had convinced myself that the book probably wasn't any good anyway. But the last several months, I've been thinking about it more often. The need to deliver a good 
show to you forced me to look at the book again. As I read it to you, I relived those experiences that I had forgotten about, and it refueled my desire to finish the book so it can share the many lessons that I learned with you and others. In raising those feelings and memories from my unconscious, it also helped me work through them and heal at even more profound levels. It also reminded me of who I was during my marriage and how much I've grown and changed. I was proud of the way I responded to the challenge of creating a good listener experience for you and of my own willingness and ability to create this amazing life that I'm living now. The last few days have been hard for the city of Dallas and for the United States. We came to a very dark place where killing and violence seemed to be escalating. Fortunately, the city of Dallas and the citizens of Dallas and our police chief, David Brown, have chosen to unite and be an example for healing, compassion, and unity. It feels like it was the darkest hour before the dawn, reminiscent of when President Kennedy was shot in Dallas. That caused the city to look at itself and make drastic changes. Then Dallas was run by the downtown businessmen. I was told that Stanley Marcus called them all together and over. Overnight, the lunch counters were integrated, and Dallas was a different city than it had been just days before. The horrific killings of blacks in various cities of gays in Orlando and of policemen in Dallas has been a wake-up call to our nation. People are saying enough and are choosing to come together and create change. We are taking tragic events and choosing to use them to create positive change and healthy relationships. If we continue to listen to this wake-up call, we may just create peace in our hearts, our cities, and in the world. In 1999, I wrote this fantasy piece about the cartoon characters Tweety Bird and Sylvester the Cat, who some of you may remember. Tweety is sitting on top of the world, her world that is, self-created. She loves to play. In fact, right now she's on a pogo stick. Not many birds would feel the need for a pogo stick. After all, they can fly. So this may seem foolish, but Tweety has her reasons. She just wants to create some chaos in little Sylvester's world. Actually, the two of them do a good job of creating chaos in each other's worlds. But look, her world is sliding downward. She can't possibly bound back up. Her pogo stick is stuck. Her little game has left her in the middle of a world gone awry. She just wanted to play, but she can't. She's been pulled down by the terror around her. Her world is cracking apart. You can see it self-destructing, starting at the top with whole pieces falling, falling away, destroyed by the roving madness in the air. So she sits contemplating where to go, what to do. She could do nothing, but eventually the madness will get her too. She can't use her toy to jump out. It will only throw her back to the hollow in the center of her crumbling world. Tweety has only one option. She flaps her wings and uses the power that has always been hers. It's time for all of us to use our inner power to leave what isn't working and be the change. 
One of my Facebook followers wrote me, if more people would listen to your message of love and respect for each other, the world would be a better place. Frankly, I think we can create that world together. Our guest today is Linda Bloom. She and her husband, Charlie, regularly teach at Esalen Institute and the Kripalu Center and have served as adjunct faculty at institutes of higher learning, including the University of California, Berkeley Extension, and California Institute for Integral Studies. They have been married since 1972 and have served as psychotherapists, marriage counselors, consultants, and seminar leaders since 19. 1975, promoting healthy, fulfilling, and successful relationships for individuals, couples, and organizations. She and her husband are best-selling authors, and their new book is Happily Ever After and 39 Other Myths About Love. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. While listening to the commercials, click on the link to read about and register for my play shop, Creativity of Self-Expression, or to schedule one in your area. Then click on store to purchase my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment, and go to Calendar of Events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Linda Bloom, who will talk with us about creating your unique relationship. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Welcome back. 
I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call one 866 472-5795 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com I value you and what you have to say so please let me know what's on your mind and heart and I hope you wrote down which relationships you want to change I'm so pleased to welcome Linda Bloom, who is here to talk with us about creating your unique relationship. Linda, welcome, and thank you so much for being on the show. I'm delighted to be here with you today, and thank you for inviting me. Well, you're welcome. So I am excited to have you share um, such wonderful information with my audience. It's rare to have someone who really has truly helpful information about relationships. And I know some of what you share um, was hard-earned through your relationship with your husband and your long-term marriage. Would you talk a little bit to us about that? Well, my husband and I are getting pretty close to being together for 50 years. And the last couple of decades, we have just been delighting and having the best time in our relationship. But we remember vividly the the early time when it looked like we might not make it. And we fought badly and we blamed each other and we were manipulative and reactive and there was a lot of love there but neither one of us had really very good models from our families and we were just absolutely flying by the seat of our pants trying to make it up. And we had dogged determination and we are good students so we paid attention and we got some tremendous help from some people who were in you know graduating classes ahead of us and really gave us some guidance about have a good relationship and my husband Charlie thinks we should get the trophy for the most improved (laughs) (laughs) we've learned a lot and so each one of our books and the t- courses that we teach are fraught with, you know, they're just filled with anecdotes from our before and after stories, which seem to inspire people that if we were, you know, that lost and we, our relationship was such a train wreck and we managed to make something beautiful out of it through the creative process, that they feel inspired that they can roll up their sleeves and get to work and learn how to do that too. Um, And I love that you know this topic intimately through your own lives and also through the academic end. So from the inside and the outside, it gives you a unique perspective and I think a powerful one. I'm curious, you mentioned blaming as being um, the, the way you used to do it. And I think that is so common. How do people break out of that? How do they even recognize that they're not owning any sense of responsibility for what's going on? It's so common. Um, 
you know, it's really obvious what our partner isn't doing right. I'm putting rights in quotes. Do you know that it, it really is so clear to us what they're doing or not doing or saying or not saying. And so often when we feel dissatisfied, we, we come with the complaint, which is okay, but it quickly goes over the line to criticism. And that's when people start to withdraw or retaliate and get very reactive because we feel hurt. So to, to make a decision that I am going to use this relationship as a mirror to discover more about myself and to get my attention on myself and to solicit support from our family and friends. This is how I want you to support me. If I talk about something that's not working in my relationship, instead of taking my side and making him the dirty bird or making her the dirty bird, could you help me see how I'm getting in my own way? Because it's very difficult to catch ourselves red-handed at the things that we do that cause harm to the other person. Sometimes simple things like the way we bring up a subject to be respectful about, is this a good time to talk? Um, To have what John Gottman calls softened startup, not just to launch into our concern and to stay on our side of the court, to stay on our side of the net, talking about our own experience rather than what they're doing or not doing that's so disappointing and upsetting to us. And it's an art form to learn how to handle difference as well. You were speaking in your introductory remarks about the creative process. And I believe that creating a beautiful relationship is a highly creative process. And when people want to take on, you know, uh, something that's of the creative end, like learning to tango dance, they wouldn't just stand up and go for it and put the music on. And the wise ones would go find an accomplished good teacher to help them learn the art form and to master it so they could do it gracefully with as much ease as possible and really enjoy it. I, I love what you're saying, and and you were talking about criticism, and one of the things that I fully believe is that constructive criticism is an oxymoron. There is no criticism that is constructive. There's a way to communicate needs or desires or concerns or feelings, but criticizing doesn't seem to me to ever be a good mode for learning and changing. People can't help it. You know, they close off because it so hurts to be criticized. And our partner has our self-esteem in the palm of their hand and they can crush it with a word, with a sharp edge of tone on their voice, with a you know, just a raised eyebrow, a look, uh, turning, uh, turning our body language a little way. There's a lot of ways that we harm each other and, and may not even realize it. One of the myths in the book is when I feel angry, I've got to get it off of my chest. And my husband and I both used to believe this back in the day and we thought we would explode or grow a tumor or some terrible thing would happen if we didn't express ourselves and we were a couple of hotheads I'm happy to report that we're recovered hotheads now (laughs) we don't argue hardly ever anymore but we have differences but we've 
mastered the art form of being able to speak our truth without the blame and judgment in it. So it is constructive in that there is learning that comes out of it without all the wounding that we used to do with each other that would take days, sometimes weeks to recover from. Exactly. So how do you do that? Give us an example of how you communicate without blame and hurt and judgment. Well, the most important part is that we talk about ourselves and we talk about how we feel and what we need and particularly the vulnerable feelings. The anger is so hot, it's so big, it's so in our face that it's very easily accessed. And we need to dive down deeper than that to go into our more tender feelings. Because guaranteed, what's underneath that anger and irritability and resentment, sometimes rage, is fear or hurt or both. And when people are so busy on staying in the top level and communicating from the top level, they're not going down to the vulnerable feelings. Because my husband and I call that when we teach our classes, personal disarmament. You lay down your sword and shield. You take off your helmet. You take off that breastplate. You stop you know, swing that mace around in the in the air. You're not doing the things that threaten the other person. And we can't guarantee that when you disarm, the other person will. But generally speaking, vulnerability invites vulnerability. And it's still scary each time we do it because we don't know whether they're going to respond in kind. And it takes tremendous courage to have the kind of relationship that we dream of because it requires this level of vulnerability to really open to each other, to be transparent, to speak about our wounds, our tender places that the other person banged into, our fears that we're never going to get it right, you know, and we're just going to have to settle for less than what we dream of. And so this vulnerability is so key, and people are really busy trying to stay away from that. And honestly, if I knew the way to do it without the vulnerability being key factor, I would tell people, but that seems to be so bottom line. Uh, yes, I I agree with all that you're saying, and I think that this uh, um, what you said about fear being under the anger, and I think fear is even under the hurt. I mean, why are we hurt? We're hurt because we're afraid we're never going to get our needs met, or it's never going to work out, or whatever, or we're never going to be good enough, or. Um, so I think that, that the fear is at the root of so much that drives the anger and the poor communication and, and the unwillingness to be vulnerable because of fear that you will um, be destroyed. Yes, there's a tremendous amount of fear. Jerry Jampolsky um, was the person who years ago wrote the book, Love is Letting Go of Fear. And, you know, it's, it's quite a journey and a big piece of work to work with our own fears so that we can live in the field of love. And people often underestimate how much is required of us to be able 
to make that transition from a relationship that dominated by fear to one that's permeated by love on a very consistent basis. Because they think, one of the myths is that we think we ought to know how to love well. And we sometimes overestimate ourselves and have a bit of inflated self-esteem about, um, I'm such a, a wonderful, loving person. And inadvertently, we cause harm to other people, and they may not always give us feedback about that. And if they do give us feedback that they feel hurt or left down or disappointed or we're not loving them in the way that they want to be loved, we don't often meet that with gratitude and thank you for bringing it to my attention because I want to be a greater lover than I am now. We sometimes get defensive and, you know, want to kill the messenger. And when people stop giving us feedback about how disappointed they feel and uh, negotiating for their needs, that's the time to really be alarmed that they've given up and settled for less. We want to try to shift this is a counterintuitive mood, move, but to shift our attitude to gratitude when there's a complaint. Tell me more about that. How can I love you better? In what way did I let you down? Let's see if we can use this as grist for the mill to grow from it. So you said, you know, we, we think we know how to love well. What happens when there's only, and, and you've also, when you talk about you and Charlie, you ta- said that both of you were working on it. And one of the myths is that relationships are 50-50, but what happens when it's so out of balance and one person thinks that they are the only ones who need to really work on it and continually try to make something work when they're the only one trying? Mm-hmm. Well, um, the myth of 50-50 proposition, which a lot of people believe in, we we believe it's a total myth, and we're not asking people to give up their ideas and their beliefs and their myths, but to deeply examine them to see if there's if it's working for them. We believe that it's really 100%, 100%. If you want to have a great relationship, if you want to go for the gold, you really have to show up full heart, fully committed. And sometimes there is one who really has a, a strong worth work ethic and they hold a very high standard of excellence and the other person's more laissez-faire and not as motivated. Maybe they don't believe in personal growth, they don't believe in therapy, they don't believe in workshops and they don't believe in, you know, spiritual development. And we refer to those couples as the mixed marriage. Do you know back in the day it used to be the mixed races and the mixed religions that were the mixed marriages? And now we see a lot where there's one that's motivated for personal growth and the other person is not that interested, maybe even averse to it, doesn't necessarily mean that it's a deal breaker, although at times it can be. And if there's a serious values clash, that may mean that the relationship needs to go by the by. Not every relationship deserves to be saved. But often, the person who has the motivation and the fire in the belly by getting the skills, by mastering the techniques, 
by making different choices, by examining their beliefs, by cultivating the qualities of courage and compassion and forgiveness and patience and all those qualities that really make us eligible for a great relationship, if they keep their attention on themselves and they do their own work, the other partner has to dance a little differently with them than they did before. And often their growth and their development and their level of happiness elevating inspires and invites the other person in who wasn't as interested in the beginning. They may have been fearful. They may have been caught in their own belief that people don't change. That's one of the really horrible myths, I think. I believe that transformation is possible. Huge transformation is possible. And I see people who change all the time. My husband and I hardly resemble in a lot of ways who we were when we first got together. And we see it in our classes, even in a weekend workshop. You know, big changes, big epiphanies, big understandings, turning points in people's lives takes place. And we see it in our counseling all the time. But the person who's got the motivation to do it, even if the other one won't go to the spiritual teacher, to the workshops, to the counseling, the person who's got the motivation should do the work and give it a chance to see if it doesn't take hold and spark the other partner. And this is a good place for a break, but when we come back, I want to continue this discussion to talk about abusive relationships and how that fits into what you're talking about. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You will receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It continues to be a gift that helps my clients heal more profoundly and at a more rapid rate than would normally be expected. Now in your paper, write down what is your ideal relationship. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Linda Bloom, who will talk with us about creating your unique relationship. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what is your ideal relationship. And I'm so glad we're here with Linda Bloom to talk about how to create that relationship. Linda, I'm so truly so glad that you're with us at just before break. I mentioned that we were going to come back to talk about abusive relationships. Um, I'm sure you've run across many in your years of working with people, both in marriage and in businesses. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, um, emotionally or physically abusive relationships are in the deal-breaker category. Now, there aren't a lot of uh, kinds of difficulties that happen in marriages that I consider to be in the deal-breaker category. Certainly, most of the relationships that go the way the separation and divorce statistics are not from the ones that I hold, but the serious ones are physical and emotional abuse, addictions, alcohol, drug, and sex addiction, um, where people are unwilling to get help. And that is the, the earmark of when it is unlikely to give way to something that's healthy and wholesome, is that the person is in so denial, they're so stuck, they're so rigidly entrenched in their way of being that whatever it is that they're addicted to, um, their abusive emotionally or physical abusive ways or their addictive ways, they're more committed to that than the well-being of the relationship. And those are the ones that I think are unlikely to be able to break through. Those people really haven't suffered enough and they may go to their grave with the abusive nature and the addictive nature. But for people who are loving somebody, have kids with somebody, who feel that there's some good to the relationship that are involved with someone like this, has often they have time, hard time extricating themselves from the relationship because they haven't done enough of their own work. 
they may have not given the relationship their best shot or they haven't grown strong enough as themselves as an individual to feel the confidence that you need to feel to create the support system that you need to create to be able to extricate from your difficult, you know, soul stealing relationship to go off into your life alone. So I'm always encourage the people, whether it's the man or the woman in the relationship, do your own work. Build your support network. Stash away your exit fund. Do you know? Actually make some money. Have a plan. Get your supports in a row. And do it in the most efficient and deliberate way that you can. If your partner sees that they are clearly going to lose you, sometimes that can be the kickstart that they'll see they can't get away with what they've been getting away with and it might motivate them to get the help that they need. But you haven't lost a thing if you prepared for your exit and then something shifts, you could always stay and do the work. But Position yourself well to feel strong and whole and supported, not alone, so that you can make your exit if you need to. And certainly if the physical abuse starts to heat up as you start extricating yourself from the relationship psychologically, you may be in danger and you may not be able to wait until you have your supports in your exit fund. You may need to just run for your life, and that happens sometimes. And I encourage the people who are in that kind of a situation, do not delay. Let go. I, I uh, just beautifully said thank you um, for articulating the full range of what needs to happen. And it is all about a healthy relationship is all about first having a healthy relationship with yourself and the strength then to make hard choices. And the other thing that I just wanted to add is that sometimes the uh, um, even emotional abuse can get worse as the partner gets stronger. And so that even if you're not physically in danger of losing your life, the emotional abuse can get so intense that it's hard to, um, to wake up in the morning. Absolutely. And the longer a person stays in a relationship, reality testing with a person who's giving, mirroring back a very distorted sense of who they are, it takes longer to recover a sense of self. So people have to be careful that their primary person that they're reality testing with doesn't get them, doesn't see them, doesn't respect them, doesn't admire them, doesn't trust them. And that's why it's so essential to get reality tests from people away from that relationship who can see us more clearly and be our believing eyes, that we have intelligence, attractiveness, that we have creative potential, that we are a fine human being, and that we have resilience and that we can recover in time. Thank you. And I, I'd like to just shift a little bit to the uh, the myth that once a cheater, always a cheater. Um, how do people redevelop trust and, and get rid of that myth? Well, a lot of pe- people lose a, a relationship over this 
belief that they have that the relationship is so badly damaged. There's sometimes from a very short-term affair even a one-night stand. And, you know, I think that people are allowed to make a mistake and they may cover up and lie about it and it takes longer to be able to heal from it. But I do believe that it is possible to make uh, an error in judgment and make an unskillful choice, sometimes inebriated, sometimes because the relationship's been on cruise control and, and people haven't been getting their needs met, not just sexual needs. I'm talking about n- needs to be met emotionally for fun, adventure, you know, relaxation. Sometimes work gets so much of the time and energy from the couple or the children get so much time and energy from um, that... The children and work are taking the lion's share of the time and energy and there isn't left over for the romantic partnership and that can propel one of the partners or both of the partners to go looking for love in all the wrong places. And when that can be a bottom when the affair comes to the light and then it can really shake the couple to having to assess how many months, maybe even years, they've allowed their relationship to fall in disrepair, where they have been living parallel lives, where they haven't been emotionally and sexually intimate enough with each other, where they've let other priorities dominate and they just drifted apart from each other, and they look at the context that they created that gave rise to the affair. And that can be one of those... um, opportunities for the relationship to make a big leap forward because you can begin to put the corrections in. You know, when people just have a low-grade infection, they just keep going to work and doing what they do. When you spike 103 fever, you've got to get help. You know, you go to the doctor, you get on the meds, you do the regimen to heal. And so the affair can be the thing that wakes both partners up that we let our relationship veer off the road and we almost crashed and burned, but not quite. And now we need to get back on a healthy road and this is what it's going to take. We want to put date night back in. We want to check in. We want to stop living separate lives. We want to make the relationship the number one priority above work, above the kids, and really nourish that living life form as if it's one of the children in the family. And when people start to put those corrections in, not only have I seen in many, many cases that they establish the pre-trauma level of trust, but exceed it by far because they, they were shaken down to their core and saw how close they came to losing the whole relationship. Um, and and we just have about a minute left for this portion of the show. So it seems to me that what you're saying is that there's a difference between a pattern of uh, extramarital affairs um, and just um, something that's kind of a wake-up call that stem from a problem in the marriage that then you can use that to look at what led to this and how can we heal and grow more intimate rather than further apart. 
Um, exactly. So, sounds profound and what a beautiful perspective. So many myths that um, need to be um, thrown away. And I so appreciate your sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us in such a beautiful way. Thank you, Linda. You're very welcome, and thank you for your wonderful questions that could lead forth my practical knowledge for people to (laughs) utilize. Thank you. Thank you. It was thoroughly enjoyable. And for more information about what Linda and Charlie do, please go to their website, bloomwork.com. And thank you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Then click on the link to my resources page to purchase Linda and Charlie Bloom's book and go to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse, through self-empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Energy Healing, the Om Awakening, and the Ultimate Creative Problem Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to register for my Creativity as Self-Expression Play Shop, then go to the calendar of events and purchase and, and press click here to send me an email with your commitment to yourself. If you have a question about a difficulty in your life, an inspirational story to share or a success to celebrate, please leave a phone message at 214-736-4460 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. If you live in Dallas, I invite you to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process. Just click on the meetup icon on my website homepage to RSVP. Please join us next week when Tamarack Song will join us to talk about communicating with nature. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.